0: You're listening to Industry Iowa, presented by Cirrus, the Center for Industrial Research and Service. Here's your host,
1: Stephen Wilson. Greetings and welcome to this episode of the Industry Iowa podcast brought to you by Cirrus. Uh, The Center for Industrial Research and Service was created in 1963 to help businesses and communities thrive, prosper, and grow. Today we're going to be speaking with John Foley. John is a former lead solo pilot of the Blue Angels top 10 carrier pilot, a best-selling author, and an expert on high-performance teams. As a keynote speaker, John has inspired over 1,000 organizations to increase trust, elevate execution, and build a culture of excellence. Uh, We're fortunate to have John as one of the keynote speakers at this year's ILC conference, which is being held October 26th and 27th. John will be speaking on the morning of the 26th. Hello, John. It's it's great to have you on the program. And uh, so, John, I want to start you off. Um, tell us about your work. How have you gone from being a Blue Angel uh, to? Uh, and if I understand correctly, you had some uh, scenes in Top Gun. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, first so off, I- Steve, I just want to
0: say I'm glad to be here and yeah. uh, very grateful for this opportunity. And that's that message. Glad to be here. I guarantee everyone who's listening to this, it's going to take on a whole new meaning uh, after my keynote because it's it's really the essence and secret sauce of the Blue Angels. But over to you and Topka. Oh, no, you I, I,
1: appreciate, I appreciate you speaking about that too, because yeah, you hear those, you know, so many times we hear those phrases, right? It's like, how was that? And somebody says, oh, that was interesting. You know, it's, there's so much packed into, <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, the same with that comment of glad to be here. So how have you taken that message again, from your work as a blue angel into now the impact that you're having? And, you know, primarily again, with that message of, of glad to be here. Yeah, so
0: to me and for everybody, uh, glad to be here is a combination of operational excellence. And we're going to be going behind the scenes first person account of that. When I'm on the blues, I got tons of video. We'll be going into the briefs and debriefing rooms. And I'll show you how we continually improve this thirst for continuous improvement. But you also have to wrap in the appreciation and the gratitude. Uh, I know every day that I was on the Blue Angels, we would end our comments in the debrief. And people are going to get to see this real time uh, at the event with a statement of glad to be here. And what we were doing is we're acknowledging just how fortunate we were. To have the job we had that impacted people's lives, to make a difference in someone else's lives, and to bring that gratitude and that positivity in with the operational excellence, and that's something that I think all of us
1: could use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, tell us again. So, so you you've taken a lot of your work then with the Blue Angels, and how do you how do you work with organizations? Where do you how do you get started? And in essence, what is your objective in, in working with them? Yeah. So first thing um, we like to do is I feel you have
0: to paint the picture. So you got to paint the picture of what, you know, what it looks like to take your game to the next level. What does it look like uh, to be the best of the best and how did the best get Better, right? So, what I like to do, and you're gonna, everyone's gonna see this. Uh, the first step is what we call a keynote, right? So, this big address, and I know we'll be, uh, you know, with hundreds of people, right? I can't wait to see everybody. Uh, but I'm gonna use it as a very dynamic, uh, inspirational, but real takeaways of what it, what did we do in that dynamic environment? If you think about it, the time on the Blue Angels, you know, we fly closer together and low to the ground than any other team in the world consistently. With new people, half the team is new every year, half the new pilots, a third of my support team. We're under changing conditions. We have to take this air show, we have to sometimes over land, sometimes over water, sometimes the weather's good, sometimes the weather's bad. So we have to do exactly what you're doing and everybody is having to adapt. And so I like to talk about how do you lead through change? right? How do you actually take your team to the whole new level, this idea of teamwork? It's not just about the pilots. So what we're going to do is we're going to unpack what worked on the Blue Angels, and then transfer that into what you need to do or what you're doing in your world with your teams in your
1: life. And I guarantee you'll be excited. So talk about this whole notion of, you know, I, I, you know, it, it, it amazes me again, just the um, a lot of folks, uh, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that people just don't necessarily know about. In the sense of continuous improvement, things that they're doing, and and and, but it's not necessarily in a framework, right? So it's not, it's not, it doesn't create that uh, that consistency. Tell us a little bit about the the, the diamond performance framework. That, yeah, beautiful. Uh, that's yeah, you thanks. Speaking of.
0: Thanks for bringing that up. So, you know, I think with all of us, you got to paint the picture and then you have to give people something to actually do, right? And and a framework to work on. Uh, So, the framework that I'm going to be presenting is something that I reversed engineered. It actually happened. After the Blue Angels, I went back to a leadership role in the Navy. Then I went to Stanford Business School. I wanted to reinvent myself. And I was a Sloan fellow there, got three master's degrees and then worked in venture capital. And I remember being in Silicon Valley uh, and, and learning about, you know, how do the best get better? How do you actually implement strategy, right? And, and I started to think back to the times when I was on the team and some of the other things I did. Uh, and then I, I had this aha moment of, well, how do we apply it? Uh, into your world. And since then we've spoken over 1500 organizations like yourselves. Uh, And so here's what we're gonna do is the framework that I've come up with is very much in line with strategic management theory. I remember at Stanford, they said, vision, plan, execute, feedback loop. What's the vision? Come up with a plan, execute on the plan, hopefully have a feedback loop. By the way, that's what's the weakest link in most Mm -hmm. organizations. And I said, okay, well that works, that's good. But, but how do the best even get better? What's the differentiators? And so what we actually, what I realized was it's not so much about vision. Vision is important, but what you're really asking people is to believe to believe in a vision, to commit to a vision. So I talk about beliefs. Then the second part, instead of planning, well, planning is important, but I like to talk about preparation and focus. So I'm gonna take you inside the briefing room where we're gonna see how do we get on our A game every single day. So the second step to the framework is this idea of a brief communication, preparation. Then I align everybody around the center point. And to me, it's how we took our jets coming at each other at a thousand miles per hour closer, crossing within a wingspan. And we all aligned over a a point, a center point, which is really going to be a decision-making tool. We'll go into that deeper. Then I, I talk about execution. And I think the key to execution is trust. So I talk about how do you create high trust contracts individuals, teams, verbal, nonverbal, implicit, explicit. And then probably the most important part, Steve, is what I call the glad to be here debrief. And that's where we go inside our debriefing room. And you're going to get to see what we use, the tool we use for continuous improvement, the tool we use for leadership, the tool we use to uh, build chemistry. And it's an incredible experience because it's going to blow you away. Uh, Then when you add in this glad to be here mindset, you get this spiraling up process. So the new framework, and everybody will have access to the book and there's ways we can talk about it, is belief levels brief, contracts debrief, wrap that around glad to be here in a center point and
1: bam, you have breakthrough performance. Tell us a little bit about that book. You mentioned it and and I know there's gonna be copies there available. Yeah. Uh, For uh, uh, I anticipate anyway. Yeah, it's
0: right behind me here. Let me grab it.
1: Um, Right. Yeah, you
0: bet. (laughs) Yeah. So it's called Fearless Success, right? And you can get this. You know, it's already a a bestseller. You can get it anywhere. Uh, But it's it's really uh, my story about being a blue angel and how to turn that into business and personal results, right? And on the back here is that framework that you and I just went over. This this Diamond Performance framework that I actually call fearless success. So yeah, I would say everybody, if you're listening to this, grab a book beforehand. If not, we'll have some there for you. And uh, I think
1: it's a it's a solid actionable takeaway that you can have after the event. Yeah. Just a reminder to everybody that is listening or watching, John's going to be keynote speaker on October 26th at the Iowa Lean Consortium uh, Conference uh, and uh, going to be in the uh, Des Moines area. Then we're going to have satellite uh, sites as well uh, to, uh, to pick up uh, uh, John and, and uh, other speakers and events on that particular day. John, you spoke uh, again about the, the debrief. Without, again, um, without uh, spoiling uh, anything for, for those, um, there's, there's elements within that, right? Yeah. Uh, I think you refer to them as the five dynamics. Exactly. Um, can you touch on those briefly for us? And, and one of the things I, I want to say here, too, just for our listeners in continuous improvement, uh, a lot of what John is speaking to there with that that particular model he just shared is very similar, as far as the you know the plan, do, check, adjust. There's a there's yes. a similarity for those that are involved in the continuous improvement world. So back to that that uh, that component there, the five dynamics of debrief. Yeah,
0: exactly. I want to go back to the your plan, do, check, and act, yeah. Right, is it, or adjust is absolutely critical. That's exactly what this framework is. So you don't have to adapt a new framework, but I'm going to give you insights and techniques to that okay yes. that are going to actually accelerate it in a big way and the biggest technique is what i call the five dynamics of a debrief so the idea of adjustment this idea of learning the idea of, it's really the key to continuous improvement you know what went well let's replicate what went well so we we, we don't just look at where the gaps are but then what could we also do better right and mm-hmm. and then how are we going to take those actions and the actions have to be Personal responsibility. You have to get this ownership mentality. So, what I've realized is having done this now, I've I've done over 10,000 debriefs, right? And work closely with companies to instill this into their organization. Is we got to go beyond the concept. Everybody gets the concept, of course, right? right? But how do we actually build the chemistry? How do we get this openness and this transparency? How do we get people to look inward for an outward result? So, we're talking about very powerful human and team connectedness, right? That that actually turns into results. So the five dynamics are very simply, number one, you need a safe environment. And I don't mean just a physically safe environment. Of course, we've all been very aware of that lately, uh, but a psychologically safe environment. Then the second uh, dynamic is what I call check your ego at the door. This idea of humility. You know, you're surrounded with good people. Everyone's good. It's not about the the, the I. It's about the we. I don't care whose idea it is. I care about just getting better. And that's uh, uh, cultivated. And you'll see this, uh, the humility that we have on the Blue Angels. The third thing is this uh, open and honestness, this ability to lay it on the table. I call it lay it on the table. you got to have an open and honest environment in order to bring things up. That leads to the fourth one, which everybody gets and that's accountability. Uh, But what I like to talk about is personal responsibility that leads to an ownership mentality. And then the fifth dynamic, and this is the most important one, is the glad to be here. Because when you add in the glad to be here, it's about gratitude and gratefulness. You get a spiraling up process. You know, something I've noticed in continuous improvement is we can we can get too hard on ourselves, right? You can use this process and actually, um, you know, all you're doing is picking out what's wrong and it can be deflating over time. So Mm -hmm. what I've learned is you need both. You need to have that critical thinking with the gratitude. And that's what that's what is what's significant about the be debris,
1: uh, John, what would you say is the, the difference between... Yeah, you, 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 we always try to simplify things, right? Sometimes we try to simplify things that are a little bit more complex, and we try to add complexity to the same things that are, are, are really simple. But asking you to simplify, what's the difference between success and failure? Have, have yeah. you seen over years, what's the difference?
0: Uh, great question. I, I actually like what you talk about is simplifying. I think we always should, uh, you know, the KISS principle, right? Keep Mm -hmm. it simple, stupid, right? Um, And simplifying, especially complex, Operations. Yeah. You know, if you think about the Blue Angels, it's a great example of a business, right? You've got multiple parts going on here. So I've got six jets airborne, four of them in the diamond formation, two are solos. We're six miles apart. We have five miles over here. We're virtual, by the way. We're communicating on the on the radios. Uh, and and then I have a whole support team below me. I have 120 individuals. I've got, of course, my maintenance, my support, my supply, all the things that you all are dealing with. So it's all this coordination and communication that has to happen. So I think the difference between success and failure in any organization starts with number one, leadership, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have the leadership? uh, Second thing is in that communication and keeping it simple, right? The simplicity and repetition rituals, you know, on the Blue Angels, we had rituals. We briefed execute a debrief every single day. We didn't do it just when there was a mistake or just when there was a problem. And I think that's the critical part uh, is to find out the little things before they become big things. And then of course you gotta build trust. Uh, I call it connect, align, commit. And so if you can connect and that's what we'll be doing as a group, and then aligning, and then a, the commitment to take the action. Uh, the last step is that is that learning from it. So um, I think if you apply this framework to any situation, you'll go from failure
1: to success. Obviously, you know we we've got the notion of, of, of processes, and I would assume yep. that 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 the the Blue Angel system is 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 built around uh, processes. Um, and, and the, the, the importance of, of those processes. How do you make room for the innovation? How do you include those, that, that combination? Because again, we can get into processes and, and we simply do processes because we've, we've always you know, done them that particular way. But how do you balance out having that stability of the process at the same time innovating to improve?
0: I think it's an and not an or question, right? Mm-hmm. So the right there it's both. And let me tell you how we did it on the blues and uh, I think it'll make sense in any organization. So process is absolutely critical structured framework. You have to have that. I call that blocking and tackling, okay? That's that's important. We do want to keep those as simple as possible and you know that's the challenge in this complex world is you can start to get you know, complexity built in. Uh, so I, I always constantly keep it as down as what's the brief and debrief, right? But the idea here on innovation is critical. And that's built into that framework that we talked about earlier. That starts with beliefs and execution, right? The trust. So what we would do on the Blue Angels is this. The analogy is every year I have, you know, half the pilots are new. A third of my support team are new. So we spend three months just getting down the processes, the structures, getting everybody not only comfortable with them, but then starting to get better with them. And then we add in innovation. So we add in a new maneuver. I'll give you an example. Uh, one of the coolest things to do in a Blue Angel Air show is to put a new maneuver in. I got to do that when I was the lead solo pilot. We actually put in three new maneuvers. It's very hard just to get one into an organization, let alone three. And what I learned about this innovation is you first have to come from a framework, a structure. That's where your process helps you, right? And then you open up your radar scope. You open up and focus down, open up and focus down. You say, okay, how can we better serve the audience? So in this case, our customer are the kids, right? It's the crowd line. And we want to give them the most dynamic and impressive air show we could do. Normally, that means going fast. That means, you know, a lot of energy, a lot of smoke oil. And then we realized, wait a minute, the F-18, which is one of the best airplanes in the world, can actually fly slow very well. Uh, And so we put in a maneuver that had never before been done, which is called the section high alpha, where the two jets go by in a very slow, dynamic way. And it turns out that people are more involved with that than the high speed, because they're like, wow, well, we have to prove it, number one, that it was safe, so I went through a, a test plan, single engine failure, what could I do, once it was safe, and I knew we could do it, we had to replicate it, we have to be able to teach it, not just that one year that I did it, but every year. And you know, we put that in in 1992. I wrote the manual. It's still in the Blue Angel Air Show today. So that's what, eight and 29 years ago. And no other team has been able to replicate it. So you talk about innovation, that sustained innovation. That was one of those things. And the, I guess one of my biggest lessons learned is it's not about the product or that maneuver. It's about getting the team to buy into it. Because when we put in that slow maneuver, it required other people to change it required them to change their profiles. And a lot of people are resistant to change. So we had to show that there was a higher purpose here. We galvanized the whole team around this higher purpose, and then everybody bought into it and, uh, and we've been able to replicate it. So I think it's a great analogy where those two things can come together, the idea of process and innovation.
1: And you mentioned uh, uh, slow. What is what is slow in Blue Angel talk? Oh yeah, about well, it's about 120 miles per hour. So yeah, <laughs> good, good point, Steve. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going normally yeah. 500 miles per hour. Yeah, better. exactly. Just kind of creep, 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 creeping along there. Uh, you you know you mentioned about the 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 turnover that you have, right? And and one of the things that a lot of organizations are dealing with now are just you know sometimes shortages of employees plus uh, plus turnover, etc. And then you, you talk about the importance of, of structure and system. How did you best deal, do you best deal with that within, within the Blue Angels? How did you uh, ensure, and I know you were just talking a little bit about that process and how you integrate it, uh, but what other advice can you give to our listeners on that? Well, yeah, you know, it's interesting, the word turnover,
0: I would change it a little bit in in our dynamic, it was rotation, okay? We were actually rotating new people in and out. Um, And and here's the example that I think is really true in this world, it's also in a high growth situation. A lot of companies, a lot of growing here, right? So uh, the Blue Angels are part of the Navy, which basically uh, Navy has a policy that every three years, you're gonna get reassigned, okay? You get reassigned Mm -hmm. to a new squadron. That's just the way the Navy, works, right? You could think about being reassigned into a a new division within a company even, right? So we know that that's going to happen. So we're proactive. We're constantly in a state of bringing new people in training. That's why training is not a one-time thing. We're in a constant state of training throughout the year and with our new people. And so we bring them in and they first get to be adapted to what this new excellence looks like because it is a new level of excellence. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're constantly bringing in new blood. So that's the rotation that we do. And I think the key point here is be proactive, you know, be looking for the people um, have a, a system where the onboarding and training like we did on the Blue Angels is built into the culture. And I think the biggest key is that word culture. And that is we had a culture of excellence. We had a culture of caring. We had a culture of continuous improvement. So when you became part of that organization, it was just the culture. And you actually had
1: to step up to it and become part of what was there. Many organizations, when you talk culture, you know, they think, okay, we, we have we have parties, we have, you know, just that that fun, funness. What do you mean by culture? What, what give give me the the John Foley Blue Angel. What what's uh, what's culture mean? Well, for
0: us on the blues, culture was getting better every single day, and that could be just by an inch uh, closer together, maybe lower to the ground, better as a uh, as as our client success. You know, reaching out to the public, uh, signing the autographs for the kids, spending time in the hospitals. So it was it was this belief that we could get better every single day. And, and it was a thirst to do that. So I think what culture is, is it's not what you get got written down in paper. It's what people do every single day. And so when we showed up in the morning, we showed up with that mindset that, hey, I mean, we may have had a great air show yesterday, but guess what? We're just gonna get a little bit better today. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna, uh, we're gonna count on each other to do that. And that's the other element of the culture is it involves personal mastery and team mastery. And what I mean by that is, of course, each individual has a certain role and responsibilities. And we want to make sure, you know, I never wanted to let somebody else down. I wanted to do my job. But it was more important than just to do your job. You have to help somebody else. You have to be part of the, of the larger picture. And, um, you know, it's, it's how you show up. That's what culture is, how you show up every single day.
1: One of the statements that you had, and this this is coming from the book, it, it's at the limits of our current beliefs that our excellence lives. Yeah. As we as we wrap down uh, the, the episode here today, share your insight on that. What do you mean by that? Yeah, well, you know,
0: we're not limited by our skills or by the environment or the economy. We're 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 limited by our own thoughts, and here's the beautiful part: we're liberated my own thoughts, right? And so what I was trying to say is that when you're pushing the limits of what you've done, it's a little uncomfortable. You know, I mean, the first time that I took that jet and went from, you know, 10 feet to 36 inches, let me tell you, it was (laughs) uncomfortable. Uh, But I worked at it and and getting better every day and the support of the team to where then that became the norm. And then I have to push myself even further. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I think the critical element and what's beautiful about uh, what I'm going to be able to share with people is it's a mindset. It's not just a process. Right. And this, so this mindset of liberating beliefs, this mindset that we can you know be stronger together. Uh, is I think one of the biggest takeaways that everybody will have, and I guarantee you, the mindset of glad to be here will become strong. You know, to be appreciative, and uh, I know I am so appreciative of this opportunity. I can't wait to meet each and every body there, and I just can't wait to share this information in a way that that benefits others. So thank you, Steve, for this. Glad to be well, here. And I know
1: you, you, you know, you it's it's an hour and a half that you're gonna roughly, I think, that you're gonna be speaking there at, at the event, and and as as anyone that that's listening to this can tell, there's there's so much more that that uh, that cannot be encapsulated in that uh, in that hour and a half. I I I imagine it's it's going to be uh, uh, just a, a filled with with a lot of good information and as you say, takeaways. What are some other ways that individuals can Uh, glean from your experience? Uh, What are some other? uh, Yeah, let's get prepared before this event. There'll be so much
0: more. Um, I go to my website. I mean, it's johnfoleyinc.com, johnfoleyinc.com. You'll see that there's lots of really valuable information. Uh, youtube videos uh, i send out uh, a video once a week that's uh, about leadership and teamwork and and i also i have a podcast myself called the high performance zone they can check into that uh social media you know linkedin and stuff we send out on instagram so i've got a whole team but the biggest thing is just get um get on our, our list i mean so i know everybody asks you to if you want some information but if you get on this list you'll have access to over 120 of uh, videos that i've done recently recently, uh, once a week that are that are really meaningful. They're very short, you know, a minute to minute and a half. So the best way to get prepared and enjoy it is uh, go sign up on john and and uh, or check out our podcast. But most of all, just come with an open mind. I mean, we are going to blow you away. And uh, I guarantee you, uh, I'll have q&a. So uh, come with some questions. And uh, I look forward to shaking hands and, and taking pictures. I'll be bringing my Blue Angel helmet, also.
1: <laughs> well, I appreciate you, you, you throwing in that high performance zone. We're going to leave leave that one uh, for for the session. But yeah, everyone, I encourage you to go out to the various resources that John was talking about. Be prepared. Again, yeah, get the be able to get the most out of uh, that uh, that session. Have some questions and uh, be prepared. And again, you can find that uh, this and other. Uh, podcasts, uh, other episodes at cirrus.iastate.edu. John, thank you again so much for being on, on the podcast. Appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you in October. Thank you, Steve. Glad to be here.